The Holy Gospel is written in the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 22nd verse. Glory be to thee, thee, O Lord. When the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the hearts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phenel of the tribe of Asher, She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. 50% of mobile users abandon a page that doesn't load in 10 seconds, and three out of five won't then return to that site. One in four people abandon a web page that won't take more than four seconds to load. T-shirt slogans say, I want instant gratification, and I want it now. They also say, Instant gratification takes too long. The advertising slogan once used by the credit card access, take the waiting out of wanting, 
illustrates how many people want to possess things the minute they decide they want them, whereas waiting is seen as passive and boring. Simeon, though, was someone who had been waiting throughout his whole life to see the Lord's promised Messiah, as the Holy Spirit had assured him that he would not die before that promised event occurred. His wait had been and must have felt to him like a very long time. In the story, he seems tired from waiting and he is so ready for death that as soon as he had seen Jesus, he prayed, Now, Lord, you have kept your promise and you may let your servant go in peace. So why do we have to wait? As we've heard, we often don't like it and can't see the point. And yet the Bible is full of stories of people waiting for the fulfillment of God's promises. And of course, that's what we see in our story today. Anna was in the temple every day, looking and listening for all that God would reveal to her. And Simeon too was alert to the prompting of the Holy Spirit who led him into the temple on that particular day to see Jesus. As they were waiting, they were looking and listening for what God would reveal to them. And I wonder whether we, as we wait for God, are also looking and listening for all that he wants us to see and hear while we are waiting. W.H. Vanstone wrote a wonderful book called The Stature of Waiting, in which he argued that it is only to human beings as we wait that the world discloses its power of meaning, and we become the sharer with God of that secret, the meaning of the world and the things around us. For many of us, because we don't stop and reflect, the world exists for us simply as a mere succession of images recorded and registered in the brain. But when we do stop, when we wait, when we look, when we listen, then we are no longer merely existing, but coming to understand and appreciate and welcome and fear and feel. Waiting can, of course, also grow in us the virtue of patience, as to wait is both the test of our patience and an opportunity to build patience. We would all like God to solve our problems right now, but our patience and perseverance is often tested before we find answers to our prayers. And how would we, I wonder, actually practice patience if there were not times when we were called to wait upon the Lord. We all know the saying that good things come to those who wait, and waiting can sharpen our sense of anticipation and also our sense of relief and appreciation when we receive that for which we have been waiting. And then when the Bible mentions waiting, patience, perseverance, or long-suffering, it is often in connection with learning to trust in God, as in Isaiah 40 and verse 31, which says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. You see, waiting reinforces for us that what is achieved is achieved through God and not primarily through our own ability. And as a result, we learn to trust fully in him. If we will not wait, we will inevitably trust in someone or something other than God, usually our own abilities or righteousness. And I imagine all these to have been thoughts and insights which became a part of Simeon's experience as he was waiting, as they can also be for us. And I also imagine him finally saying something like this. I have passed my days in expectation, anticipation of a time which has not come, not yet come. Through long years of watching, waiting, I have questioned my vocation, understanding, calling, Yet patience has formed itself in me a virtue, and I have been sustained. And now, in wintertime, when the seed of life itself seems buried, my feet standing in my grave, at the last moment, when hope had faded, then you come. A newborn life as mine is failing. Now, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. Hope when hope was dashed, wonder where cynicism reigned, spring buds in winter snow, patience rewarded, divine trust renewed. Amen.